0: Hello, and welcome to a follow-up interview with Jacob Lang, who I spoke to previously about this time last year um, from his prison cell for his involvement with January 6th. And um, what he was telling me last time was actually quite harrowing about how they were being treated and I'm hoping that he's being treated better, but he's at least managed to tell me so far that there have been lots of things that um, he's been doing to... um, Keep fighting the good fight, I suppose, is how I would put it. So, first of all, thank you very much for um, calling us. Um, and uh, how are you doing? How how are things going? Are, are your conditions better than the last time I spoke to you?
1: Hey, Josh, how's it going, brother? Um, thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, the conditions have been varying. I've been to over thirteen different prisons in the last about nine hundred and fifty days. I've been incarcerated. Without a trial. So the conditions of confinement, um, as a political prisoner here in America, um, they change all the time. Um, right now I'm in Washington, D.C., uh, the nation's capital. I'm with about, uh, 30 other January 6th defendants. All of us are still waiting trial. A few of us, uh, are waiting, uh, to go to prison because the government has found some of them guilty at trial. Some of them have taken plea deals. Um, but, in this particular unit where I'm at in Washington, D.C., there's kind of this patriot family and everyone takes care of each other and we cook together. And, um, you know, we watch the Republican debates and we watched Donald Trump last night on uh, on Twitter with Elon Musk with like 90 million other Americans and people watching all over the world. Um, and we stay, you know, we stay together as a unit. So this is a, a good place to be. God forbid, if you're going to be a political prisoner, you want to be locked up with all the other Trump supporters.
0: (laughs) Well, it's nice to hear that you've at least got some, you know, like-minded people to keep you company because I I did hear about, you know, being kept in solitary confinement and things like that. I've seen um, news articles talking about how people hadn't even had any contact for months and months with anyone else. And um, I'm glad that that's not necessarily been the case for you. But um, I think it'd probably be worthwhile to refresh everyone's memories about what's happened. So obviously, on January sixth, um, lots of people were um, re- arrested afterwards for trying to break into the Capitol building, um, particularly in the rear entrance, there was um, some violence between the police and um, protesters. And of course, many, many people went into the Capitol building. And um, I believe, um, Jake is the the person who's facing the the largest list of charges, unfortunately. Um, Hopefully some of those are going to be dropped. I believe one of them was dropped, which was an obstruction charge where they tried to claim that you were obstructing, even though um, you posted, I think it was on Instagram, where you were in the crowd, you can have been more accommodating. So they did eventually drop that, even though uh, I think many judges actually objected to that, which seemed entirely partisan to me. Um, Is that a, a sort of fair account, would you say?
1: Yeah. um, I'll I'll unpack this a little bit for the the British audience, to our friends over the pond here. um, God bless all you patriots over there, freedom fighters and uh, conservatives and people who love God and and love country. Um, The American people stand with you guys. And I know that you guys stand with us and with Trump um, trying to fight for our freedom and our country and get our country back on track. So uh, that's what we were doing on January 6th. We were Uh, there to protest the stolen election in 2020, uh, Joe Biden and the Democrats orchestrated one of the biggest frauds in history. And with the mail-in ballot voting that was happening during COVID and with all of their um, censorship in the media from Hunter Biden and his laptop and all of his uh, degradation and uh, the Biden crime family's money all being, you know, distributed Uh, to them through corrupt regimes in Ukraine and China. Um, Through all of those things, uh, they basically stole the election in a massive way from Donald Trump. The American Donald Trump uh, represents liberty and our constitutional rights and um, our freedom. And they were trying to take that from us and and, and install basically a communist uh, puppet leader uh, bought and paid for by China, Joseph Biden. So um, the American people stood up, we protested on January 6th, and um, things, got, things got crazy when the Capitol Police unleashed a basically an ambush, an attack on, on – there was about a million unarmed American patriots there that day just protesting peacefully. And the Capitol Police incited and started this violent uproar um, when they just were unleashing chemical weapons on us, pepper spray, um, tear gas. They were hitting us with rubber bullets. I got shot myself, and uh, they broke my foot later on in the day. Um, they were clubbing us with metal batons, using riot shields on us. Um, it, it, got, it got very scary because the crowd of Trump supporters is not all young men like me. There were a lot of women and elderly people there, veterans, um, and even a lot of children there. Um, but the people that showed up to, to support Donald Trump, it was the most beautiful crowd. Josh, you've ever seen of just Americans. You know, we have a very, very diverse country here, and we had black and white, Asian and Spanish people, and all kinds of different ethnic backgrounds and cultural backgrounds. People like me from New York City and people from the down south heart of the the country. And it was just such a, it was like the Woodstock of patriotism. There's so much love and so much um, just. This love of country in the air and peace and love and joy. And, you know, it turned into what it turned into because we had to defend ourselves and defend our country and defend our, our capital grounds from the, basically the, the communist coup d'etat that was happening inside our Congress building. And we did defend it, um, even if only for a short time. Uh, four people lost their lives. Four unarmed American citizens were killed by the Capitol police um, by the Gestapo, as I like to call them the uh the tyrants, and the tyrants murdered four hundred American citizens that day and uh history will show that uh January sixth was uh like another American revolution, even though it wasn't planned, it didn't design to be that way. The American patriots stood up, free men stood up against tyranny that day, and um you know we showed the world that America still got that that rebel backbone um that, that everybody knows and loves, that we're willing to fight for liberty.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that the, the treatment of the people involved in January 6th kind of demonstrates the threat to the regime that um, true patriotic Americans face because it seems very, some of the sentencing in particular seems very disproportionate to what people had actually done. Like um, I saw some people getting, getting 10 years um, and the, the fact they'd even got a trial, um, they would, might consider themselves lucky in an inverted commas. Because, of course, you've been in jail now for nearly a thousand days without even getting a trial. Is that coming any closer at all?
1: Yeah, my trial is slated to begin in October. Um, I want to, you know basically there's a there's a circumstance that's been unfolding um, in the courtroom that you were talking about. You mentioned to the to the audience here that I got one of my charges dropped. Um, that was true actually so um, my fifteen twelve obstruction of Congress charge, which is the most serious charge that I have it's a twenty year maximum felony. Um, the Biden regime has used it to um, kind of uh, weaponized. You hear about this weaponization of our law and of uh, uh, of, of um, the Department of Justice against American citizens and against Donald Trump. Well, this law code was weaponized um, to, to threaten and to imprison literally thousands of January 6ers that showed up. We've had over 1,200 arrests since January 6th of patriots that showed up at the Capitol that day. And hundreds of us are doing prison time For this particular charge, obstruction of Congress, I got my charge dropped at the district court level in the federal district court from uh, this obstruction of Congress charge. But then, Josh, the government appealed it, and in the appellate division, it got overturned. So the only recourse now, um, basically the decision to have my charge dropped got overturned. So as of right now, I have that charge back on me. Um, I have to face that charge at my trial in October, unless what we've done is I'm the first January 6th defendant to push my case up to the Supreme Court. And we, we filed a, called a writ of certiorari, And we filed it in the Supreme Court to basically combat this ridiculous and weaponized law of the 1512 obstruction of Congress. So in September, late September, The Supreme Court will be deciding whether to take on this case that has some of the most massive political implications right now in America, because not only have I been charged with obstruction of Congress, but we just saw Donald Trump himself uh, about two weeks ago, he was charged with obstruction of Congress as well. So this case has the potential, if the Supreme Court takes it and if they rule in our favor, has the potential to exonerate hundreds of January 6th defendants that are currently rotting away in the horrible prison conditions that are in America, um, some of us for decades. Um, And it also has the potential to exonerate uh, Donald Trump and keep him out of prison as he's running for president in 2024. So the stakes couldn't be higher. It's literally an astronomical um, Supreme Court case that could change the landscape of American politics if we win.
0: Well, this this supreme court case as i understand it this is something that you've been pushing your, yourself right
1: yeah i mean you know that's a perfect follow-up question because we are pushing it because this supreme court case is not so much about the letter of the law code the 1512 letter of the law code though it is it's very absurd here, it's very wide-reaching. It's over overwhelming, and it's reaching how it can be applied to basically any scenario. The reason why we're going after it so much and the, the, um, the filing that we filed is really to actually kind of um, call attention to the weaponization of the law code in America right now. The fact that the Democrats, the current political party in power, is using the FBI and the Department of Justice and this particular law code to weaponize, to it bludgeon basically their political opponents, Donald Trump and, and all of his people, Steve Bannon, Peter Navarro, all of these very important um, political leaders of ours, and all of hundreds and thousands of their supporters, right? And the fact that they're using it in that manner is basically it's ruining the, the political system in America. It's turning American politics into what we would see in maybe like uh, Le- uh, Lebanon or you know, some, some kind of third world country where the current political party in power uses their power and their, their Department of Justice and their, their law enforcement to go after the former political party and, and, and their main opponents and try to imprison Donald Trump during the election year when he's the political front runner of the Republican Party the Democrats are trying to imprison him. So this this Supreme Court filing is more than just about obliterating this one particular law code. It's about saying if there wasn't a 1512 code in the federal statute, they would find another law code and weaponize it against the American people and do the same thing and pervert it. And so we're fighting, we're fighting basically to get American politics back to a healthy place where we're not imprisoning and going after um our 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 political opponents where we're you know duking it out in the normal way not coercing and threatening and imprisoning our political opponents so that's why this 1512 supreme court filing is so important
0: so if your um case in the supreme court um, is ruled favorably you're basically freeing donald trump up to become president assuming that the elections are, are free and fair which um do have my doubts about they're probably going to try again but um that's a very significant thing because of course um the the supreme court seems to be more favorable to that that sort of line of inquiry if you will because of course they they recently repealed roe v wade which um uh, the republicans and conservatives more generally have been trying to do for quite some time so it seems like they may well be receptive of course
1: hallelujah
0: yeah well (laughs) i certainly have my fingers crossed that it's going to work out how do you feel about um how it's going to go because i think you probably stand a good chance
1: yeah um the implications like i said are so massive here um we do have a conservative supreme court right now which is uh, definitely in our favor a lot of god-fearing americans are very happy that we have that because um you know the the way that American political system set up here with our president being um, ridiculously liberal and, uh, at, you know, basically going out of his way to try to destroy um, the American value system, the Christian value system that our country has been founded on um, and push all of the um, LGBTQ and transgender agenda and the ruining of the nuclear family and the, um, the abortion um, kind of lifestyle that uh, that the Democrats are pushing in all of the the major cities in America, um, and Joe Biden has been championing that, and you know for a while we had a Democrat Congress, but we still have a Democratic Senate um, right now. and so um, the judicial system being in the conservative favor right now with the Supreme Court is kind of like our only um, check of power that the Republicans have on what's going on in America right now um the conservatives, the Christian, really the Christian base of America. And you know, we're really praying and we're hoping on, on God to deliver um, you know, basically a good a good favorable outcome from this Supreme Court case because, you know, this is this is the funny this is the funny way God works, uh, Josh. For the last two and a half, almost three years now, I've been sitting in prison needing Donald Trump to save me. For him to become president and issue a pardon to me and the other Jan Sixers. And God has now turned the table and he's made it so that Donald Trump needs me and my Supreme Court filing and and what we're going to be duking out in the the Supreme Court to save him so that he can become president, um, to exonerate him and and free him up so that they don't imprison him during his election year. Um, So it's it's crazy how the tables turned. First, I needed Trump to save me now i now he needs me to save him and uh you know this is it's becoming to the point where um you know i think everybody's on the edge of their seat waiting to see how this entire thing pans out with 2024 and the trump election because really Josh this can only go one of two ways either america rises back up and and we reignite the torch of liberty and you know, our constitution and our our country become as sacred as it was to us, um, or the degradation of the American way of life just continues to spiral out of control with Joe Biden and the Democrats. Um, they don't represent necessarily the Democrats of old and what we used to see maybe in a John F. Kennedy kind of Democrat. They represent really a complete, um, opposite of the American value system, our, our principles, um our conduct here um being you know men of righteous character and integrity um biblical men that go by the word of god we have basically turned from that in the democrat party and they represent um for a lot of people this uh this total just absence of goodness and of purity and wholesomeness that the american way of life stands for so you know it's really a, a fight of good or evil it's spiritual warfare right now To get Donald Trump back into office because he kind of represents that Christian godly character um, that America stands for and Joe Biden does not.
0: Yeah, I I do think that 2024 is going to be a very, very important um, year for the entire world, really, because of course, um, this is a phrase I'm rather fond of, if um, America sneezes, the rest of the world catches a cold. And um, you don't want America to be sick because it affects everyone. And so it's of ev- importance, not only to Americans, but to uh, certainly to us in Britain. Um, we consider America one of our closest allies and the rest of the world as well, because what what happens in American politics tends to affect the entire global order. So the the significance of this election could not be overstated enough and it is uh, the sort of situation whereby you were reliant on Donald Trump and now he's reliant on you. There is um, a sort of, I don't know whether to call it twisted poetry, but there's, there's something to it that, um, I I don't know, something transcendent about it in in a sense, I suppose, is the word I I should use, that your, your fates are intertwined with one another. But I, I think that if, this Supreme Court case does work out for you. There's no way that um, he's going to abandon you or forget that he's going to have to pardon you, right? Which is, I imagine, what ultimately you're hoping for at the end of all of this.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, because of the nature of the charges against me, Josh, and and first of all, I do want to speak on that transcendent That's the that's the Holy Spirit. You know, I'm a faithful believer in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and He. He's poured out his spirit on this country. And, you know, in England as well, Uh, God bless you guys over there, Uh, a a Christian principled nation as well. And only God can write this story. I think it's better than any um, thing that you might see coming out of Hollywood, even though they are pretty invented. The way that the the truth works sometimes is stranger than fiction. And, you know, for the last, like I said, almost 1,000 days lost up, I have spent about 20 months of that in solitary confinement. Um, Josh, it's just recently I've been brought out of solitary confinement back with the other January Sixers. And so I had so much time um, alone in God's Word and alone to pray and to seek God in His face and His presence in my life to to basically bolster me through this entire imprisonment um, and lead me and guide me to help me start all the organizations I've started to benefit the January Sixers and do the outreach that we do, speaking to awesome patriotic and liberty-loving podcasters like yourself all over the world, um, and you know he's he's orchestrated this. It's not it, it's it's transcendent because it comes from heaven, and he is he's the orchestrator, and he is watching over each and every single one of us, and you know all glory to God's name, uh, because only he could write this story, and the outcome that's going to happen, he promises us in his word, that I give you a good hope in the future. And I do all things for the good of those who love me and are called according to my name. So I trust in that. My faith rests securely that he is going to work this for our good. And though the night may be dark right now and the situation may be grim, hope comes in the morning. And, you know, we we, we serve a Lord that is not in the grave. He is alive. He is risen. And he will bring us all up with him that we will see redemption in America and uh, liberty come back to this country, I'm sure of it. By Jesus' name, I'm sure of it.
0: That's very heartening to hear. And um, it's worth mentioning, you touched on it briefly, that you have been doing a lot whilst you've been in prison, probably more than most people do outside of it, um, to help further what I see as the good and noble um, in that, of course, you, you've mentioned that you started a fundraiser, a legal fundraiser, for um, January 6th, as you're also doing lots of media appearances and things like that. so um, would you be able to tell everyone what you've um, been doing in your situation to try and bring
1: about some good, I suppose? Yeah, it's been you know um, through this circumstances that I've been in, I've had a lot of time to map out and plan exactly how I want to go about bringing out the truth of January 6th. That's where this entire movement stems from. There is inside America, um, in in the Trump supporter community, there is a massive swath of tens of millions of Americans who support the January 6th patriots. They regard us as, you know, like founding fathers, standing up to tyranny. Um, a lot of I mean, I've received letters. I just received a, a postcard uh, with an American flag on the back of it from a Vietnam War veteran calling us heroes and calling us patriots. And so we have and I've received probably 10,000 or more pieces of letters and um, postcards and, and love from actually I just received one from Great Britain. Um, let me see if I can find it really quick. Uh, I had it. I had it right in my hands here the other day. Um that was just really heartening to, to know that we have Patriots from across the pond, um, who support us and love us. It was, it was great. I'm trying to look for it cause there was a certain city on it. I wanted to give a shout out to, to the people, uh, in, in Great Britain who support us. It's beautiful. I'm looking for it. I can't find it right now, but we do have so much support. And, um, and through that support, through those, uh, those channels of people pouring out their love for us, um, I've been able to basically build some organizations around that. And so the, the main one that I do is uh, j6truth.org. Um, it's the fight for the, the truth of January 6th. We produced a documentary um, last year that has become the number one viewed video ever on Rumble. Um, it's called The Truth About January 6th. And Rumble is like our conservative version of YouTube. Um I'm sure that it's coming a little bit more popular over there. In We're England very familiar now.
0: with it, yeah. Um, we but use it um, on Rumble, every we have day. over
1: two million views on that uh that video
0: yeah that, that's really great and um, yeah we we know Rumble very well. Um, we use their I think we stream on there every day pretty much um, and they've been pretty good at um, actually defending <laughs> free speech, which is is nice but um what was it I was going to say? Um, yeah, so um of course you've you've done the the j6. Um, truth thing. You've also um, been involved in raising money for the legal funds as well for um, people who were arrested to do with January sixth as well.
1: 100% I have found the letter here just quickly. It's from, um, man, I don't know how to do this in the the, the British um, uh, way of writing letters here. But I think Bramley is that is that somewhere? In the Burnley, Kingdom, did you say? Bramley, Surrey, or Pentire?
0: Did you say Burnley or something like that? It sounded like Are you like familiar it, with but...
1: that? P- Pentire or Bramley or Surrey?
0: Oh, I, I know Surrey, yeah. Um, I, it's difficult to make out exactly what you're saying, but it, that's somewhere in England, basically, Surrey. Um, not too far from here, actually. But yeah, that, that definitely is somewhere in England.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I think it's Bramley is the Bramley is where exactly it's from.
0: So oh, God Bramley. The, okay. The the Surrey and
1: the Bramley uh, Patriots.
0: Yeah, well, um, there are plenty of people here who support what you've, you know, what you stand for, and I'm certainly one of them. And um, I think people are um, becoming increasingly sympathetic when the narrative falls apart about January sixth, and I think that is slowly happening. But um, say. Um, if people wanted to send you anything, is there any means of, of doing so? Um, I imagine, I don't know whether you can be sent things like um, books, for example, which might help pass the time, might help um, you know raise your spirits, if you will.
1: Yes, that, that, first of all, send your prayers up for me and the other January 6th family. So many families have been ripped apart by this. And that's one of the reasons why we did start um, from the J6 Truth organization, Uh, the January 6th legal fund to help kind of uh, support these families and their legal fees um, while they're going through these trials. You know, you mentioned that. And so if if anybody wants to support, um, first of all, send your prayers. You can send letters. There's uh, some information on how to do that on j6truth.org. And there's also some call to actions on j6truth.org to donate to the January 6th legal fund um, that has been set up to support the January Sixers. We've helped dozens of people retain competent attorneys that are, you know, bulldogs, they're fighters. They go into the courtroom and they're not backing down to the federal corrupt prosecutors that just want to see the January Sixers rot away for, I mean, we've got sentenced people to 18 years, 14 years, 12 and a half years, not the people we represented, but, um, you know, they have gone for literally, you know, blood here and tried to ruin, ruin lives and, put people in jail for decades so we're fighting that right now um with the j6 legal fund that's been just an incredible undertaking um it's about to hang up on me here josh so let me give you guys a ring back thank you so much again for having me god bless um
0: i I speak for everyone at the lotus eaters and saying that yes we we wish you all the best and i think that uh, what you're doing um is a very noble thing and um what else was i going to say um can't actually remember it keeps on cutting off it's it's throwing off my questions but um is there anything else you want to mention while i try and remember what i was going to say
1: um yeah sure i mean there's 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 still um a big fight here um in america for the january 6th patriots for our freedom um There is still a lot of you know help that we need and support we need from the international community. You know, donations are are a great way to help. Prayers, writing letters, um, just you know, helping share some of the content that we put out on um, you know our social medias and stuff like that. There's there's a big fight here still for the truth, and so you know we love to invite people, your audience, to get involved because like you said, when America sneezes, the whole world catches a, a cold, and you know we were trying. So hard in America to, to combat this tyranny here and combat this uh, Marxism and this communism that is just infecting the globe right now. And so, you know, just get get spiritually involved and invested with us um, to help out the the J6 Legal Fund. Go to J6Truth.org and click one of the the donation buttons. Those donations are so appreciated by us. We're so grateful to to have your guys help um, There's still a big court fight going on. Um, now, so if you want to check out and stay really in tune to the January 6th community, uh, Josh, I have my own podcast that I run from prison that has, um, has become very large, and it's a big blessing because it gets our voice out there. Um, it's actually orchestrated by Jim Hoff and the Gateway Pundit who connected us. Um, it's their flagship podcast. It's called the Political Prisoner Podcast, and you guys can you know download that or watch that on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Just type in my name on the search bar, just type Jake Lang and, on Apple or Spotify podcast, and you guys can um, check that out and stay in tune with everything that's happening in the Jan 6 world. I, I'm bringing in uh, on a weekly basis different prisoners into my prison cell here and interviewing them and getting their stories out there. We're talking to people outside that are, you know, political leaders like, you know, General Flynn and um, Laura Lomer and, you know, Dinesh D'Souza. They've all been on my podcast. Some really big voices um, in American politics right now. So that's just an awesome way to get connected too on um, the Political Prisoner podcast.
0: Yeah, so definitely check that out. And um, I remembered what my question was going to be now. Um, so I know that Marjorie Taylor Greene has been really good um, in, you know, making sure that the welfare of the January Sixers um, is good, and and she seems to be doing everything she can. Have there been any more politicians that have been trying to help you guys out at all?
1: Yeah, there. I mean, you know, Washington politics is so toxic and everybody's always worried about their public image and, you know, how things will affect them and whatnot. So it's actually been very hard to get um, that kind of support that we're looking for from the establishment. Most of our support comes from the grassroots people here in America. Um, but we do have, you know, Troy Niels, who's visited the, um, the prison here. He's a sitting U.S. congressman. Um, Louis Gomer is a former sitting U.S. congressman. He was currently in office when he visited here with Marjorie Taylor Greene. They've championed our cause in many ways. Um, Donald Trump on Twitter last night with Tucker Carlson was mentioning January 6th and um, how it's been uh the narrative has been spun by the media and, you know, they're they're not talking about, you know, the overwhelming love and patriotism was there. They're you know, they love to call us domestic terrorists and uh racists and all kinds of ridiculous things. Um, even though I, you know, caught on video on j dot org and all over the media I was, you know, witnessed and caught on video saving the life of a black man who was being uh murdered by the, the Capitol Police. They were they were uh abusing him and bludgeoning him to death. He was unconscious on the ground, um, covered by other bodies of people that the Capitol police pushed over on top of Philip Anderson. And I was able to, by God's grace, get in there and save him. So, um, you know, they, them calling us racist, they're just hiding the different videos and different parts of the narrative that don't, you know, that they, they don't want the American people to see because they want to, you know, portray us and paint us in, the uh, you know well, call us all of these you know wicked names um insurrectionists and all this nonsense but i think the american people at their heart know who we are josh and and i think so do the british people
0: I, I would very much hope so and um it's worth mentioning as well um well done for saving that man first and foremost but also that one of the people that died on january 6th was someone who was crushed to death um and that was due to um the police largely in that they were um, pushing people basically onto them and making them flee and they didn't realize that this, this poor lady um, was there and so there was a, a real risk of, of people dying some people who might not have kind of either been at january 6th or done nearly as much research as i have because um i've both uh, done a full timeline of it all the events that have happened as well as Um, I had a photographer on the ground on both January 5th and 6th that um, told me all about everything that was going on and I had all of the the photographic evidence that's all available on our website as well if you want to look for it Um, but yes I think that there are lots and lots of misconceptions about what actually went on and if you do do the digging and and actually look at some of the primary resources out there as you say there are videos um, I've got we've got lots of photos on our website Um, there are lots of things that Paint a very different narrative than the mainstream media. And one one funny thing that I noticed about it is when I did this timeline on on the seventh of January, um, the, the the day after January sixth, obviously, um, we went via the evidence and documented everything. And seeing all of these basically fake news narratives emerge in the media, we knew immediately. Hang on, where have they got the evidence for this? And of course the. the the clearest thing is that they're just making it up to make everything look bad. And um I, I imagine you probably feel the same, Jake.
1: Oh hundred percent. It's um you know, it's classic what the mainstream media does here in America. It's been so corrupted. Um the the leftist media Washington Times, or Washington Post, sorry, um New York Times um MSNBC, CNN, um all of these Different organizations, companies—they—they um, they sell such lies to the American people every day. And, and one of the biggest ones they sold um, sold to us was that the election wasn't stolen, and that January 6 was an insurrection. Um, if you take away those two things right there, um, man—they they really wouldn't have much to report on because every single time you turn on the TV, it's they're you know they're just attacking Donald Trump, they're attacking the January 6ers, Um and they're claiming that the election was never stolen. So, um, you know, the media problem here in America is so so, uh, just bad. And that's why, you know, we do what we do, Um, you know, me and you podcasting and and whatnot to try to get the truth to the American people Um, and the truth about that woman, uh, Roseanne Boylan, who was crushed to death. Actually, I, Philip Anderson, the man I saved was holding hands with Roseanne and I was actually trying to save Roseanne's life that's caught on video, I was yanking and pulling at Roseanne um, and she died in my arms from the bludgeoning and the crushing from the Capitol Police. And, um, you know, it haunts me to this day, but you won't see that kind of stuff in mainstream news media, these these stories and stuff. They don't even recognize the the four people that died on uh, January 6th were unarmed American civilians they keep on selling lies. The Capitol police officers died that day and no Capitol police officers died that day. So if you can't get basic facts like human death correct in the media and they're willing to tell you big stories about who died. I mean, we've got much, much larger problems than we really uh, thought can even conceive.
0: No, no, absolutely. So I think we're about at the point where we should probably wrap up, but, um, before we do of course um, I wanted to commend your sort of spirit and your determination to make the best of what some would see as a a very bad situation and of course it is bad but you've you've done a lot of good from a very difficult situation I think in that um, you're involved in lots of things that seem to be um, doing very tangible good things you may well end up saving the United States and exonerating Trump in the Supreme Court. I mean, it's very impressive, and the fact that you've you've still kept such high spirits and you're um, sounding just as principled and determined as ever is uh, really a testament to your character. Um, But is there anything else um, that you would like to add before we wrap things up?
1: Um, Man, thank you for that. I'm I'm humbled to hear that, uh, Josh. You know, being a political prisoner in America. is kind of like the end-all, be-all. It's so crazy you would never expect those, those two, those two uh, phrases. American political prisoner, do not belong to be in the same sentence. So being the first generation of American political prisoners, and if we keep continue to go down the direction we're going in this country, there will be a lot more, unfortunately, is a high calling from God. And um, to remain steadfast in your convictions is something that He calls us for. So I just rely on him. I lean on him, and I'm thankful for all he's given me. And even though I'm locked up, I feel free in Christ. And um, there's there's so much work to be done. And if we're all just diligent and doing it together, we can see a great change in this country. And um, I appreciate your audience and your guys' attention today to this uh, this crazy issue. And um, thank you so much, Josh, for having me on, brother. God bless.
0: Thank you very much for uh, coming on and talking to us all, and uh, God bless you too. And I, I very much appreciate what you're doing, and I'll, of course, be keeping an eye on, and hopefully um, the next time I talk to you, you're going to be a free man, and you've, you've saved America.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, only Jesus Christ did save America, but I'll, I'll do my little part. Thanks so much, Josh. God bless everybody across the pond. Freedom isn't free. Somebody's got to pay.
0: Okay. Thank you very much for talking to us. And um, thank you very much for watching this interview. And uh, goodbye.